Hi, and welcome to the Stouting Off podcast, where we spout off commentary on the everyday. Hello and welcome again to the Stouting Off podcast. I am your host, now and forevermore, Drew Stoutenberg, and I am joined live in studio, as always, by my producer, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? Doing great, thank you. You see the fingers I was doing? I don't know why, I was just pumped to introduce you. (laughs) Honestly, low-key, high-key, favorite part of the show for me is your intro. Is it your favorite part of the show? Yeah. Consistently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. Last episode... I asked the listeners, asked you listeners, to share with me some roommate stories. And I got a f- couple of interesting ones, a couple of funny ones. One was so cringy, I, c- I can't even say it. It's disgusting. So I'm going to skip that one. It belonged to my friend Skylar. But um... <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> um, this one particular person uh, had a roommate who would make the entire dorm smelled like bacon 24-7 because it was the only thing he would eat. Now, bacon in its right context, the smell of bacon, when it's appropriate, is the best smell. Yeah. Like waking up. Yeah. Waking up on a Saturday morning. Waking up slowly and just, ah, you you, you smell bacon coming. Or if you're camping yeah, and dad's cooking bacon on the Coleman stove from 1934, pretty sure. Great Depression era. Was that the Great Depression? No, it was probably after. Um, my dad has this amazing camp stove that I swear everything that's cooked on this thing just tastes awesome. You can taste history on it. Um, but bacon, when it's cooked at an appropriate time, is the best smell. But if you're trying to go to sleep, it's 2 in the morning, and you're waking up to the smell of bacon, I can see where there would be a case for being pretty pretty cheesed off. Yeah. Um, let's see this. Freshman year college roommate, the sink was in our actual room and she'd brush her teeth for a solid 15 to 20 minutes every night around 1 a.m. <laughs> 15 to 20 <laughs> minutes actually brushing your teeth. Honestly, like props to her because most Americans don't even brush their teeth for two minutes. They're recommended two minutes by the ADA. Probably would say that it's not recommended to brush for 15 though. <laughs> yeah. Gum fatigue. Like you just start wearing those things down after a while. Um, also without fail, she always gagged while trying to, while, while she was doing this, you know, people who like br- brush the tongue and then it's just like this dramatic gag. Yeah. Um, my uncle Dave, I don't know if he, yeah, I used to spend the night at my cousin, Jimmy and David's house and their dad, uncle Dave, when he would be waking up and getting moving on at five or six in the morning on a Saturday hear him brush his teeth and just from the other room oh! <laughs> like come on why do you, what's up with the theatrics um sophomore year same person soft this is amanda sophomore year um apartment mates i had one that would fry fish at 2 a.m and leave the kitchen covered in oil well like yeah just like oil all over you know when you cook and there's yeah sick and one that would sing at the same time, and one that would sing and play musical theater songs loudly all hours of the night. Like, don't y'all just learn common decency? Just don't, don't be annoying. Don't be the problem. That's what Sebastian Maniscalco always says. He just, he's like, I just never want to be the problem. You know, <laughs> that's honestly like a philosophy to live by. Um, uh, one. One of my roommates when I was still living on campus was a foreign exchange student. 
and she had her fiance living with us and he wasn't even a student at the school. <laughs> that could be annoying. Oh my gosh. If I got home and like this person who doesn't even go to our school, doesn't pay to live in our space or anything is using my stuff. I am going to rage. The, out of all the scenarios, that's that might be the one that I'm most like. I would turn into the Incredible Hulk, the Incredible Stout, Stout Credible Hulk. All kinds of wordplay. Um, remember when I said the? Uh, remember when I said that the Lions wanted to draft me last year? I was like, nah, I'm not. I'm 32. I don't need to work out so hard. Like I'm, you know, trying out for a pro football team. I mean, it's not 10 years ago when the Lions actually did want me. <laughs> Buddy Xander called me and he's like, yeah, so what did the Lions... Is that the, around the time the Lions started their drum line? Is that what they wanted you for? It's <laughs> 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 like they wanted you for the drum line, obviously, not to be on their on their team. Um, <laughs> he's just full of zingers. I admire people who can zing. Um, Rick Moranis got randomly sucker punched recently over the past week. Do you know who Rick Moranis is? No. The dad from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids... Um, he's in Ghostbusters. You don't know Rick. Mar- Once you see him, no, I do. Yeah, dude. So he's been out of the public eye for a, a while. I think he somebody ran up ran up on him in New York City and punched him out. And now there's a reward for that guy's arrest. But Rick Moranis kind of has like he kind of has a, a special spot in like this one particular friend groups of mine one particular friend group's like life in our circle. We talk about Rick Moranis sometimes for some reason. And um, somebody was like, you know, all the things that happened in 2020, you know, COVID, okay, that sucks. Um, The presidential election that's forthcoming, you know, that really stinks, but we can manage. And then (laughs) he was like, Rick Moranis. All right, now I'm starting to take this personally. Rick Moranis got punched out. Are you looking at video, Jordan? Yeah. Pretty, it sucks. It sucks to watch. With that being said, I did want to use this particular opportunity to do, it's kind of a dual purpose because I want to go to a bit of a deep dive into Rick Moranis. So listen to this. Frederick Allen, Rick Moranis. So his name is actually Frederick, not Rick. You'd think it was Richard. Or Fred. Well, he goes by Rick, I'm saying. (laughs) You know, Rick, short for Fred. And uh, (laughs) Canadian actor, comedian, filmmaker, musician. Um Listen to these. His Jewish ancestors are not. We don't care about that. Born in Toronto, Ontario. Oh, he went to elementary school with Getty Lee, frontman, frontman of the rock band Rush. Hmm. I'm struggling to get my words out, so that's a good sign, though. You know, if I'm struggling to get my words out, you know, it's going to be a good episode. You know, when well, I start, you were struck by that. I that was. Fact. I was. I was stopped in my tracks. His career as an entertainer began as a radio disc jockey in the mid-1970s using the on-air name Rick Allen at three Toronto radio stations. Yada, yada, yada. I want to go to his first main um, feature presentation, if you will. Oh, he joined uh, Second City Television, which was, um, sounds like comedy, in 1980. I think that was his first thing. And then... Feature films. Here we go. Moranis had a busy career in feature films that lasted over a decade, most notably Ghostbusters, Spaceballs, Little Shop of Horrors, and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and all its sequels. Um, 
He also did the voiceover for a short-lived cartoon series on NBC called Gravedale High. I haven't heard of that one. Um, but I want to read, in 1997, he took a hiatus from working in the film industry. Later explained, I'm a single parent, and I just found it was too difficult to manage and to raise my kids and do the traveling involved in making movies. We talked about that today when I was over your house with yeah. the kids. And you and Monica were both doing stuff, and I was like, man, being a single parent must be the hardest thing ever because just two little ones have the two of you adults run ragged a lot of yeah. times. Mad respect for, for single parents. Mad respect. So listen to this. Here are some of the feature films he was in. I already mentioned Ghostbusters. I don't know all these. Ghostbusters, The Wildlife, Brewster's Millions, Head Office, Club Paradise. I feel like I've heard of that one. Little Shop of Horrors, Spaceballs, Ghostbusters 2, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Parenthood, which I think had, uh, was it, it wasn't Leslie Nielsen. It was the other guy who looks like him. White hair. Um, I forgot. But anyway, hear that forerunner in the background? Someone's got quads in the back. Yeah. Your backyard. Yeah, well, I live backed up to train tracks, and I think some folks down the street like have ATVs that they just rip up and down the train tracks or near the train tracks. I wish I had an ATV. It'd be sweet. Me too. Um, honey, I blew up the kid. I remember that. The Flintstones. He was Barney Rubble. Remember that, that one? I do remember that. Mr. Slate was in that one. Well, he was... A, I don't know his actor name, but um, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, 1994. Little Giants, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Wow. Yeah, how many Little Giants, dude. How many sequels? Brother Bear and Brother Bear 2. So Rick Moranis, Heart Goes Out to You. You know what? I um, I hope they, they punish the person who knocked your lights out to the fullest extent of the law. Yeah. We've got, we've got surveillance footage. We do. We'll pop it off on the Stouting Off podcast. Yeah, yeah. And we'll help. Yeah, yeah. For, so for those of you who watch the podcast, which actually this is a good point. Some people don't know that we have a video portion. Like some people have been, or a video like version of the podcast on YouTube. Yo, we do this on Spotify, Apple, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, I think Amazon, but I think they have a different brand for their whatever. But we also have a full video on YouTube, which if you're watching, this is it. Welcome. Turkey. Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Turkey. Who remembers that? Um, oh, this is something I want you to look up. Speaking of 90s stuff, 90s uh, film, my brother reminded me of this today. In the 90s, maybe even late 80s, and it was syndicated by 90s, there was a live action um, soap opera of Beauty and the Beast. Live action Beauty of the Beast soap opera or show. Look that up. Beauty and the Beast TV series, 1987 to 1990. Okay, yeah. Yo, my brother sent me a picture of the, the Beast. because He sent this to me today while I was at the gym. Because this used to terrify me. Like, can you see even now how it would be scary? Yeah. Do you see pictures of him? Yeah, and we'll show this on the thing as well. Dude, he's freaking scary looking. And the intro would be like all like, would be all ominous, the theme music. And then it would like just show some of him. And it was, yeah, it was just like creepy. And then it would show him. And man, like it still, yeah. still rattles me to it's this like day. half it's man, half animal is what half, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, like a half lion kind lion, of. Lion. Yeah. And like the costuming or makeup or whatever for this was done pretty well considering the technology they had available at the time 
That reminds me, actually, here we go. I'm going down a rabbit trail. Hope you don't mind. Buckle up. When I was really young, my dad showed me the Michael Jackson Thriller music video. Yeah. I still can't watch that to this day. Really? It scares me, dude. It's terrifying when his eyes go yellow, the yellow contacts, turns into a werewolf or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, that was really troubling. That was the um that was the cause for many a nightmare, many a scary night in in young Andrew's bedroom, you know. Just thinking like if is Michael Jackson with yellow contacts going to come out of the closet? <laughs> out of my closet. Um they did that dance at our church one time. Oh gosh. Did you tremble? <laughs> I, I was yeah, I had to leave. I was <laughs> I remember that. Oh, Monica was in that, wasn't she? Yeah. Oh, Were yeah. you in it? No. Monica was, though. I gotcha. Well, that's all. I don't even want to go into that much further, but I want to go into our next segment. What have I been watching? What have I been watching? That's a great question, actually. Um, oh, yeah. I watched this movie called Sour Grapes. Have you heard of it? It's on Netflix. It's a documentary. And basically in this documentary, it's about the wine industry, specifically like aftermarket, not aftermarket, like the secondary market, I should say, for rare wines. I mean, they're they're selling wines up to like 500 grand, million dollars, you know, for a bottle of wine that Thomas Jefferson had in his collection, for example, or all these different vintages. And the, the reason it's called Sour Grapes is because one of these guys who was bidding and on, bidding on selling and purchasing a lot of bottles of wine, he um, was making counterfeit bottles. So he would like get the bottle, refill it, recork it, and make it look like it was, you know, legit. And one particular character, one actual person, uh, Bill Coke, I think his name was, rich guy, he was, he, he purchased all kinds of bottles from this guy and they most of them were counterfeit and it's it's estimated that he was defrauded four million dollars in total Dang. from all these counterfeit bottles of wine um the guy's name was rudy Kur- rudy kernayawan was a rich indonesian wine collector with a fascination for burgundy and he spent millions of dollars on wine and also sold countless bottles of fake wine the auction company broke records by, you know, selling about 35 million worth of this guy's wines in 2006. Um, in 2008, the firm held a sale at a Manhattan restaurant, promising the wines would be authenticated. You know, blah blah blah. Included were some alleged fake bottles. Um, yeah. So anyway, the FBI raided this guy's house in Los Angeles and discovered his wine fraud, whereby he collected empty bottles and refilled them with cheaper wine. And then forged the labels. In 2014, he became the first person in the U.S. to be convicted of the crime. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. First person ever, you know, get charged with wine fraud. And was given a 10-year sentence by a New York federal judge. Karnayawan declined to be interviewed for the documentary. Sour Grapes, though, is really good. It's, um, it's the second wine documentary I've watched on Netflix. The first one being Psalm. Psalm is good, dude. Psalm is so awesome. Um, Psalm is short for 
sommelier. I, some people call it sommelier. I think I'm right, sommelier. But we'll just have to talk about that another time. So that's it for What Have I Been Watching? Cool, cool. Yeah, Sam was really good, though. Um, Let me see. Oh, yeah, dude. We recently went to Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Finally. First time to the Nashville location. It was great. This yeah. is actually a new cup. It's still got that new cup, like, feeling. The cups that I do have, the big yellow cups that I do have, are, you can just tell they're a little old because they are over two years old, most of them. But they do stand the test of time. And again, for a multiple, uh, a wide variety of uses. But what did you think? What did you think, man? Oh, it was awesome. It was amazing. It was great. You know what the best part was? Like, we live in a part of town that if you got to lunch with a family of four, it's 50 bucks minimum. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You go to Dickie's Barbecue with a family of four? You're, you're spending twenty one fifty. Yeah, you're not even going to scratch thirty. You're spending twenty one to fifty. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even realize what that what you were saying. I was like, yeah, yeah, to, oh, twenty one to f- moron. <laughs> um, but it was great. I was able to get the Westerner plate, Westerner sandwich plate. Why am I having a hard time saying that? Westerner got it. Um, it was great. It was great, and we posted it on our Instagram and Dickies reposted it on their story it's no big deal yes we're famous now but more importantly they followed us as well and we're i think they have about fifteen thousand followers and they're only following 300 stouting off happens to be one of the 300 hello 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 hi 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 so anyway dickie's barbecue pit is great so that's all for what have I been eating lately? <laughs> what if there was a sound bite? <laughs> and it was just Dickies. What have I been eating lately? It's just Dickies. Wow, that's an idea. For them now. Yeah. That we're one of 300. Truly. It is. Because they follow us on Instagram, now it means they watch all the episodes, obviously. So what's yeah. up? Um, I'm just so happy to finally get there. And you know, when it comes to franchises, when it comes to companies that expand you know, across the country... They try to recreate the experience the same way in all of them, in all their locations. But the truly good franchises are able to do that while still embracing the local, the local feel. You know, Starbucks yeah. does that pretty perfectly. Yeah. Not all their stores look exactly alike, but every time you go there, you know you're getting Starbucks. Right. And by Starbucks, I mean the the quality that you expect, the taste, the same taste, all these kinds of things. But I thought Dickies did a great job of that because it too. felt like it was a Nashville location. Yeah. Yeah, it did. So anyway, Chick-fil-A too is also like that. I uh, think you could go to any Chick-fil-A and it's going to be like a hundred percent every time, you know, it's going to be a hundred bucks every time is what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be 50 to a hundred bucks every time. Yeah. I remember when I moved here, um, I remember texting you. I was like, where can you eat for cheap around here? What, what happens if I just want like a regular burger? I, but no, I got to get farm raised, local organic, you know, cage free you know yeah which that's a good thing to strive for but instead of just getting a burger for like three or five dollars you got to go to burger up rest in peace and get one for like fifteen dollars yeah I'm like come on it's just expensive period i mean even like a normal burger like i would say that like riverside grill shack 
is a, a, a good normal burger. It's all right. 12 bucks. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. 12 but bucks. anyway, all that to say, Dickies is giving us the value that we want. Yeah. And that's it. Um, Dale Carnegie once said, the sweetest sound a person can hear is the sound of their own name. So for that reason, names are really important to me. I think I've talked about that before. Um, I did the fake, fake phone call thing with my neighbor Rick yesterday, by the way, because he doesn't, I'm pretty sure he doesn't know my name, even though I've introduced myself to him four times. So I did that thing yesterday where I, where I just hold the phone up to my ear. Hey, hold on a second, Rick. And I go like this. Yeah, this is Drew. Yeah, no, it's Drew. <laughs> oh, sorry. I think you have the wrong number. Bye. So anyway, Rick, what were you talking about? <laughs> he still hasn't used my name since though. So I don't know if it, if it stuck with him or not. Um, so that's cool. But anyway, I forget, I forget this, that this is kind of a unique thing, but I keep a names list in my phone. When I meet someone new, I write their name down in in my phone. Have I mentioned this before? Yes. Probably mentioned it to you. Yeah. Have I mentioned it on the podcast? No. Because this recently came up. I told you to put it in the podcast, dude, because this is insane. Okay. Lee cool. (laughs) Would you let me finish? (laughs) Lee cool. Let me give you a couple examples. I mean, you can't really see it. If you're watching the the pod, can you, Jordan, you can't see this on the camera, can you? No. All right. Well, I'm just going to tell you, it's like, it's like six or seven full scroll lengths to get to the bottom. Um, all right. So this, this is neighbor stuff. Um, no, it's not. I'm not going to go by that. Neighbor. All right. Albert Chipotle guy compliments my hair. Cool. Steve, drummer who stood in front of me on 618 in church. Met him on Father's Day. Cool. Scott, table tennis guy from Indy. Lived in Kentucky 15 years. Engineer at GM. Has lived in Michigan two years. Hates winter. <laughs> Lue, table tennis guy. Smells good. Referred lawyer to David K. <laughs> um, Mustafa, met at the YMCA. Told me about roller thing from Brookstone to massage sore muscles. Melissa, Joe Fabiano's fiance. They're married now, and she listens to this podcast. So does Joe. Love you guys. Um, I'm going to try to think of something. Oh, Jim, trainer at the YMCA. Cool black guy. Got in horrible accident last year. Couldn't walk for months. Awesome outlook slash perspective on life. <laughs> he can walk now, and he can like squat three, 400 pounds. He's a huge guy. Dang. Caleb, another YMCA guy in spectacular shape. Goatee, gray hoodie usually. Anyway, George, do I have you in here? No, but sometimes I'll like say I meet a girl sometimes and I'll be like, oh yeah, let me, I'm just taking a couple notes down. Don't mind me. No, what are you writing? Well, I have this names list and I just, I'm just, you know, just so I can remember people's names. Oh, what are you, what are you going to write in there about me? And I always have to like act like I, I have to like embellish, you know, here's one person that I did that with. She was next to me while I put it in exceptional conversationalist now i wouldn't write that about somebody maybe i would if i was smitten which i was and then she ghosted me so thanks exceptional conversationalist gun lake michigan native lost count of the places she's traveled cool brag um evidently appreciates barbecue and southern comfort food would go out with again wrote that in front of her wow and we did go out twice more and then she um, so that's cool. 
You ever think about doing something like that? I guess you don't need to, but like, for example, Emily and Cody, 911, I shouldn't say their address. So never mind about that numbers part. Emily and Cody walked by the house. Nice people had walking beers. They were walking with beers. Um, Caroline and Bryce, neighbors. He works at Vanderbilt in data management. She is a third grade teacher. I, I don't know. This is all interesting to me because when I read that, sometimes I'll just go through this and be like, do I remember what that person looks like? And then when I do, I'm like, cool. So the next time I see them and I remember their name, guess what? We've already got a solid connection. Yep. Did I go on for way too long about that? I don't know. It's just interesting to read about. This is the life of Stout, you guys. You're here for you're here for a reason, you know. Hopefully, you like to hear what I say. Um, remember when we used to have jobs where it would be like, "I'm working nine to three. Come say hi," you know. Like it, most of it, most of the time, it was either retail or at a restaurant or something. Yeah. Put that on your away message, and you'd be like. Hey, everybody, working at Best Buy in the computers department at 8 Mile and Haggerty from 10 to 4. Come say hi. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, come say hi. That whole idea is like work isn't a normal thing to us yet. You have to scratch your back? <laughs> what? No. Oh. Um, it's like work is not a normal thing at this stage in life quite yet. So it's like you have to... It's. It's like hanging out, but getting paid to, but you still expect people to come by. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you have any jobs like that? Mine was Starbucks. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I don't know if I ever told anyone to come see me, though. You weren't like that. You, you I don't remember you doing that. Monica did that. A thousand percent. I feel like Dairy Queen probably, too. Probably, too. We had a lot of friends work at PacSun. She didn't work at PacSun at the same time as this particular group that I'm thinking of, but at one particular time, Ryan Graham, Casey Bones, Matt Suchin. um, She worked with Matt Suchin. I know that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe they worked at the same time. (laughs) So I just go back on everything I just said. (laughs) I keep handing this Manhattan hand to hand because I I want a moment to sip. So can you just talk for five seconds while I take a sip of this Manhattan that that I... Shook and then poured into a Manhattan glass. Yeah. Cocktail glass. You made me one too, and it's really good. And also, fix your in-ear wire. Oh, you can see it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was my back scratch. <laughs> You're like, what? You idiot? Why don't you just scratch your own back? Hey, moron, what are you motioning for? <laughs> was it out here? Was it out? Do we need to redo the episode? No. Was it out, though? Like, way out? Yeah, it was over here. Could somewhere. you see my little clip thing? Cool. Because the clip the looks dumb. No, it's a good clip. Good clip. Actually came with my Bose SoundSport headphones, which highly recommend Bose because they hooked me up when a product wasn't under warranty and it went bad and they still hooked me up with a new thing. Um, AOL Instant Messenger. Was there any better feeling than when you would get like that prompt that was like, so-and-so isn't your friend yet, but they want to send you a message. Do you want to accept? And you see the screen name and it's the screen name of the girl you like. You know what her screen name is because you've stalked her profile before, her bio, you know? You see that come up and you're just like, oh my gosh, she knows. She had she had to type in my name to, to say hi. Yeah. She knows, she knows that I'm out here. And then you say, yeah, what's up? Hey, oh, oh my gosh, I didn't even know you were on here. Even though you clicked on her sub profile, that... You go in there, remember, and it's got all the pages. This is a deep cut. Like, this is a a deep reference. But you've already looked at her. And then her real 
profile with song lyrics and then the squiggly line asterisk underscore this fancy stuff you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take written in pink that's actually not that's a Wayne Gretzky <laughs> slash Michael Scott quote um but yeah like a lyric like that and then it'd be like 11 11 14 uh 98 Brian heart emoji the yeah. uh, less than three that would be in her profile and then she would message you though and be like oh guess Brian's not keeping your attention too tightly what's up and I'm just throwing out Brian arbitrarily because everybody back then was named Brian <laughs> how many Brian's were there back in like grade school and high school and stuff had to have been 50 at a least percent of your students of yeah. the student body were Brian's <laughs> so she would message you <laughs> and then be like hi and then you get to just be like oh yeah didn't even know didn't even know you were around like what's up I haven't talked to you or thought about you in such a long time like What's been new? NM, N2, N number 2M, comma, U, U, letter U, question mark. And then you just say, oh, nothing, just chilling. Just uh, got my license, you know, and drove up to uh, the the city fair, the Livonia Spree. You, by the way, you going to be up there for fireworks on Sunday night? Yeah, I might, yeah, I might be up there. Oh, well, cool. Um, yeah, well, text me. Now this is a, this was at a fringe time when I was in high school and I was on AIM with girls. It was a fringe time. I feel like I got the phone and like texting actually started to happen like my senior year of high school, and I'm showing my age now. But you'd you'd either be like, yeah, come to think of it, the girl that I liked that we met up at the spree, it wasn't like text me. It was like, I'm I'm gonna be there and you can call me, but we're not texting because in order to text you have to sign onto the internet. Yeah. And it's like five cents. SMS text message, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it'd be like, oh my gosh, come see me. And then you'd go there and then girls look different over the summer. And when you were in high school, girls were like, look different. They had like makeup on and they were wearing like shorter shorts than, you know, what was appropriate to wear at school, pinky length. And you'd be like, whoa, you look different. Let's go watch some fireworks. Are you kidding me? Now let's get some ice cream. And then I'll call my mom. She'll come pick us up. No, I had my license at this point. And then, yeah, we can go watch movies at your house, like in the family room. And your parents will occasionally come in. And so for that reason, we're just going to sit shoulder to shoulder the whole time. Right? Yeah. Dude. Away messages, too. Away messages. Oh, man. It was the original. Like, away messages were like the the OG version of subtweeting. You've heard this term, subtweeting. That's like when you're giving a subliminal text about somebody else without mentioning their name. That's what you do in the away message. The away message isn't to tell you, hey, I'm signed on, but I'm not here. It's to tell everyone what you're doing and why like why you, you sh- your time should be desired by, by them, you know? Like it's really a demonstration of value, of your own value. Oh, I'm busy. I'm out. Uh, call or text me, depending on the time or the like depending on the year that this was said. But like, yeah, I'm out right now with friends. So, hey, sorry, guy that likes me probably too busy for you don't care yeah yeah or oh my gosh this was a move too you are talking with somebody and a girl probably and you don't like how the conversation's going so you throw up an away message and you're gone but the away message is probably like a lyric or something don't waste time on never give somebody the time who won't give you their time to whatever you know like these like (laughs) you know what i'm saying Yeah. yeah it'd be like that so you're talking, you get into a little heated argument and you're just like, go away, custom. 
colored text. <laughs> Lincoln Park lyrics. Now, dude, you know. Monica has three sisters. She said that, like back in the day, they would fight over who has their away message up because there's probably one, one family computer. Yeah, one computer. It's a desktop, so you have to be there. What are you doing? I had my away message up for three days. Yeah, but now it's I'm like not going to see all the messages. <laughs> yeah, which I understand that pain, but at the same time, I understand. Hey, you were a you were not at home. I was at home, and I wanted to talk to my friends. Yeah, but yeah, if I had an away message up for a couple of days, I usually wouldn't go a couple of days. But yeah, if I had an away message up for some hours, because my brother and I dealt with this thing too. Although I was chatting with way more babes than he was probably. Um, <laughs> stupid thing to say, but it's true. And, um, it, but yeah, if I came back and I had an away message up and he was on, I'd be like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. how do I know if the girl messaged me? How do I know if I'm, if I got that message that said, do you want to accept message from XO starry eyes, OX underscore whatever. Yeah, dude. <laughs> wow. Remember some of those sounds? I'm going to find some sounds here. <laughs> this is like when you would get a message, aim sounds. Or like when your friend signs online, it's the door opening. Yeah. Here we go. It's probably going to have an ad blasting right away. So I'll kill the volume. That's it. <laughs> yep. Beautiful sound. Don't know that one. Okay. Don't know that one. Okay. All right. No. Turned into let's go. Yeah. Nursery rhyme book. This though. Jordan has just signed on. Jordan signed off. That's message send and receive right there. And then it went into cows and stuff. Remember? Old McDonald had a farm. <laughs> Listen to this one. Um. Uh, you still with me? CompuServe for us. This was CompuServe. We didn't have a whole. It's so crazy. Some of y'all will never know what that truly means. And I feel sorry for you guys. I feel sorry. In the same way that I don't know how to use TikTok, you guys don't know this. <laughs> so like it was going into like an actual like dubstep song. Wow. I mean, I haven't heard that in probably 20 years. But when it started going, the memory was firing. Yeah. Special feelings. You've got mail. Well, Did you have that? Oh, beautiful sound when you're looking for an yeah. Like I remember this girl Chelsea Preston. She's probably married happily. By now, I actually haven't thought about her in quite a while, but in eighth grade, going into ninth grade, really liked this girl. And she was like away at family, like spent time with family in another state or something and didn't have access to AIM, AOL Instant Messenger. And so we would email. And when I would sign on, when I would dial up, bing, down, bing, down, bing, and you get, you've got mail. And you see it's a note from Chelsea. Hey, Drew, summer's going well. Hope you're doing... 
that's not how eighth graders probably write emails, but oh, it was a it was a wonderful sound. It's a good sound. It's a good sound. Did you ever have a pen pal? Um, in fifth grade, I did. It was an old lady. <laughs> it was an old lady at Angela Hospice Center in Livonia. You would just she's like pro- fire. She's probably with the Lord now. No, it was with our class. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But did you have a pen pal? An actual, you wrote letters back and forth? No. I think it's a cool concept. Pen pal. Not, it It wasn't until probably five years ago that I thought about this that I was like, oh, I understand what pen pal means. Yeah. You know, up to a certain age, you're just like, well, pen pal's the word for sending letters back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Not exactly sure what it means, but that's what it is. Oh, I just... Uh, PayPal. I hope I can think of... <laughs> oh, I get it. PayPal. Because you can pay people on it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, it finally clicked. Pay. You pee PayPal. <laughs> hmm. uh, oh, it was um, It was some word origins that I recently saw, but you know what? Maybe I'll go... Nah, maybe I will. Check this out. I forgot. It's actually not word origins, but I saw this on Today I Learned on Reddit. And I want to give you some today I learned right here. Today I learned that in several Chinese cities, there's actually a service called jam busting. Drivers in traffic jams who need to get somewhere urgently call for a cu- call for a couple of people to show up on a motorbike. One stays with your car and the other puts you on the back of the bike and blasts off through and around the jam. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You're in a traffic jam. Two people roll up on a motorcycle. One gets in your car. You jump on the motorcycle. You leave with the motorcycle people, and then there's somebody just sits with your car and takes it. <laughs> it's like a welcomed kidnapping. Is that actually true? Like, I feel like they, they do verify and check this stuff because this happened on a show called Nathan For You. <laughs> this was Nathan's idea. but Dude, that's funny. Yeah. Um, That's the exact scenario. From of a, a carjacking. It is. Yeah. Two it really people is. people show up on a motorbike. One gets in your car. One throws you out over the other motorbike. The other guy drives away. <laughs> two people roll up on three motorbikes. You get one of the motorbikes. The other person takes two motorbikes. <laughs> classic, classic story. Um, oh, my gosh. Find a picture of this. Andy and Condor. Uh, A-N-D-E-A-N. A-N-D-E-A-N. And then next word is condor. C-O-N-D-O-R. Should be a bird. Yeah, there you go. So today I learned a study found that an Andean condor can soar 100 miles without flapping its wings, staying airborne for up to five hours by surfing currents of rising air called thermals. It's the world's heaviest soaring bird at 33 pounds with a 10-foot wingspan. It's an ugly bird. Ugly bird. That is an ugly bird. So anyway, that's cool. Um, what do I want to talk about next, Jordy? Where's my thing? Okay. This is going to be don't do that, okay? And here's what it's going to be. This gets me hot under the collar. I got to sit back for this one. All right. Don't be the type of person that when you meet somebody you give them a bad impression to the point where they have to ask your friend, somebody that you're with, who maybe a mutual friend. What's, I didn't really get a good vibe from drew. 
oh, he don't be this person who people have to say this about. Oh no, he's just like that. Like you just you just gotta know Drew. It's just how he is, you know. Don't be that type of person. Yeah. That because that's oh, that's just the way he or she is. That's that just means you're rude. <laughs> if people feel like they don't that you don't like them when you meet them, that just means you're acting you were acting kind of cold to them. So don't be like that. And also don't be the type of person, oh no, it just takes a while for Drew to warm up to somebody when the, when he meets them. It just Drew just stammers three times in that one little tiny sentence. Don't be that person either, which I am being that right now. But no, for real, don't be the type of person when somebody meets you and you you don't you're not warm to them, and then one of your friends has to say to them off the record, "Oh, it's just that's just how he is." I mean, it's just yeah. I mean, you just got to get to know him. He's just got to warm up to you. Don't be that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't be that. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Bothers me. I know some people like that. Same. You being one of them. Because <laughs> you can't be that person too because, yeah, like you said, if you're a jerk, if people know you're a jerk, you're still a jerk. Straight up. Yeah. Exactly. You're exactly right, Just Jordan. because people know you're a jerk doesn't not make you a jerk or justify. Yeah. Well, it's like, I'm going to adjust this. I'm going to justify this. Um. Like, you don't have to be everything to everybody. Like, you don't have to be everybody's best friend, etc. But if if you meet somebody and you can tell they're tr- they're trying to, like, you know, be friendly with you and make a good impression and just make your acquaintance in general and you kind of blow them off a little bit, that's just rude, you know? Like, just be nice. Be nice. Be friendly. That's it. So this, um, that's actually kind of all I wanted to talk about. That's all for, don't do that for sure, but I think that's all for the podcast. Um, you have anything you want to add? No. Manhattan is sneaking up on me. Manhattan, Dickies. by the way. It, yeah, true. Go to Dickies. Go go to there. Yeah. Go to Dickies. I'm just getting it right here. Yep. Yeah, go to Dickies. And so, what if we had another producer telling us this, <laughs> what's, what things to say? On site at Dickies. So, I made this Manhattan. Jordan, you like yours? Very good. So, here's what you do. It's simple. Get three ounces. I do three ounces of, of rye whiskey. A lot of people do two ounces, but... Three ounces of rye whiskey, one ounce of sweet vermouth, three ounces of of rye whiskey, one ounce of sweet vermouth, three dashes of aromatic bitters, garnish with a cherry, shake and shake with ice and strain into a martini glass. It's nice, isn't it? It's really. You can also serve it on ice as well. In that you wouldn't you wouldn't shake that though. You'd stir it and then hopefully strain it onto a big cube. But anyway, I'm just going now. Just going at this point. Um. I want to take this opportunity to just say thank you to everybody who listens to the Stouting Off podcast. Our loyal and faithful listeners are great. Um, we're getting just some really fun and funny engagement on the Instagram account, which is fun. And so follow us on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe slash follow on the other things. And until next time, this has been the Stouting Off podcast where we spout off commentary on the everyday. Bye. Bye.